Question 5 of our catechism asks, May all men make use of the Holy Scriptures? The answer, all men are not only permitted, but commanded and exhorted to read, hear, and understand the Holy Scriptures. Amen. This question, may all men make use of the Holy Scriptures, uh, might seem like a no-brainer to you. Now, we are accustomed to having copies of the Scriptures written in our native language at our disposal. And it is very common for pastors today to encourage Christians to read the Scriptures for themselves. Indeed, I encourage you to do that very thing. But we should remember that things have not always been this way. There was a time before the invention of the printing press when very few people had copies of the Scriptures in their possession. And even if someone did, it was probably written in a language that very few people knew how to read, Hebrew, Greek, perhaps Latin. The invention of the printing press, the practice of translating the the Scriptures into the native, native language of the people, and the Protestant Reformation changed all of that. In a very short period of time, people went from having very little access to Scripture to having the opportunity to read the Scriptures for themselves. And we need to keep this history in mind. As you probably know, Rome was not so keen on the idea of people reading the Scriptures for themselves, but thought instead that the clergy was to read and study and proclaim the Scriptures, and that the people were to have no such part in this business. So we need to keep this history in mind. There's a good reason why our catechism asks the question, may all men make use of the Holy Scriptures? This question will then seem more reasonable to us. The answer to the question is very helpful because it's true. All men are not only permitted, but commanded and exhorted to read, hear, and understand the Holy Scriptures. The words, all men, are very important. They emphasize the need for all people, men and women, boys and girls, clergy and laymen, the educated and uneducated, rich and poor, etc., to engage with the Holy Scriptures. The Scriptures are not to be reserved for a particular class of men within society or the church, but all should have access to them. Next, our Catechism says that all men are not only permitted, but commanded to engage with the Holy Scriptures. The proof texts that are listed in our Catechism are really interesting. They are John 5.39, Luke 16.29, Acts 8.28-30, and 17.11. All of these passages share this in common. They speak of men searching the Scriptures. For example, Acts 17.11 speaks of the men of Berea and says that these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the Scriptures daily to see if these things were so. So these men, common men, were commended for taking up the Scriptures and examining them. They read them. They studied them to see if the words of the Apostle that were being preached were True. I think it is truly mind-boggling to think that the Romanists decided that the Scriptures should only be read by the religious elite. The Scriptures, after all, were originally written in Hebrew and Greek, and you say, what does that have to do with the subject? Well, these were the, these were the common languages of the day. So when God gave His Word originally, He gave His Word in Hebrew and in Greek, uh, it is to be assumed that they were written to be read by common people, and the Scriptures themselves speak of common men searching the Scriptures like the men of Berea that we have just mentioned. 
Indeed, the Scriptures even encourage and command the study of the Scriptures. And, and I think it is right for us to say that these were dark times when the light of Holy Scripture was hidden away within the confines of the Roman hierarchy. Praise God for the Reformation, which did, among other things, bring the light of God's Word back into the midst of the people. All men are not only permitted, but commanded and exhorted to read, hear, and understand the Holy Scriptures, our Catechism says. So, we are to read the Scriptures so long as we are able to read. Many are able to read today. Again, that was not the case in times past. So, I might ask you all, do you read the Scriptures, brothers and sisters? You should. May I encourage you to read the Scriptures daily. The Word of God should be like daily bread for our souls. I would encourage you to read the Scriptures regularly and also to read them broadly. By this mean I, I mean we should read the Scriptures from beginning to end, though not necessarily in that order. We all have our favorite books of the Bible. We all have our favorite passages. Uh, yes, it is true some portions of the Bible speak more to the soul than others do. But do not forget that all Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable. No part of Scripture can be called unimportant, therefore, for each part does contribute in some way to the whole. And so I exhort you, brothers and sisters, read the Scriptures. Read them carefully. Read them thoughtfully. Read them broadly. And maybe I would direct special attention to our young people today. Uh, young people, develop the habit of reading the Scriptures. Read them daily. Even if there are some things that are hard for you to understand, it is good for you to be exposed to God's Word and to consider God's Word broadly. And you are to listen to the Scriptures read too. Here we are to think primarily of the reading of the Holy Scriptures by the pastor when the church is assembled for worship. I wonder if you know that this is one of the things that pastors are called to do. Listen to what Paul says to Timothy, a minister of the Word. Paul writes to Timothy saying, "...until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture." to exhortation, to teaching. So when ministers read Scripture, they should work hard at reading clearly and in such a way that the meaning of the text shines through. When congregants listen to the reading of Scripture, they should listen very intently, knowing that they are encountering the very words of God. Lastly, our catechism exhorts us to understand the Scriptures. All men are not only permitted, but commanded and exhorted to read, hear, and understand the Holy Scriptures. Understanding the Scriptures can at times be difficult. One of the proof texts listed by our catechism is Acts 8, 28-30. That is the passage where Philip approaches the Ethiopian eunuch who is reading Isaiah the prophet and asks him, Do you understand what you are reading? And what did the eunuch say in response? How can I, unless someone guides me? He then invited Philip to come up and sit with him. I'm sure many Christians have felt like this when they read the Bible. How can I understand this unless someone guides me? And so, yes, it can be difficult to understand the Scriptures, but that is why ministers are given to the church to help teach the Word of God. Last week I mentioned, in passing, the doctrine of the clarity of Scripture. I said that the Scriptures have these characteristics. They are inspired, they are clear, they are sufficient and authoritative. What do we mean when we say that the Scriptures are clear? Our confession is very helpful. In chapter 1 of our confession, paragraph 7, we read, 
All things in Scripture are not alike plain in themselves, nor alike clear unto all. Yet those things which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation are so clearly propounded and opened in some place of Scripture or other that not only the learned but the unlearned, in a due, ordinary, a due use of ordinary means, may attain to a sufficient understanding of them. First, when we say that the Scriptures are clear, we do not mean that all things are equally clear. Some things are indeed difficult to understand. Second, when we say that the Scriptures are clear, we mean that the main message is clear, the Gospel is clear, that is to say, those things which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation. These things are clear. Third, not everything is equally clear to everybody. Those who have been in the faith for a long time may have an easier time understanding the Scriptures when compared to those who are new to the faith. And indeed, some are more gifted naturally or spiritually than others when it comes to the interpretation of Scripture. But here is the point. The Scriptures are sufficiently clear so that not only the learned, and that word in our confession, by the way, means literate, but the unlearned, that is the illiterate, in a due use of ordinary means may attain to a sufficient understanding of them. We might ask, what are the ordinary means that our confession is referring to? They are the means of grace, one of them being the preaching and teaching of the Scriptures. So, by attending church, by being present when the Scriptures are read, and by being present when the Scriptures are taught, the people of God, no matter if they are literate or illiterate, uh, they are able over time to learn the Word of God. They are able over time to also learn how to interpret the Word of God for themselves as they sit under faithful preaching. When the Ethiopian eunuch was having a hard time with Isaiah and said, How can I understand unless someone guides me? It was not a denial of the clarity of Scripture. No, for the Lord provided Philip to minister the word to the man so that he might understand the message of the gospel contained within even Isaiah the prophet. We have the responsibility not only to read and hear the Scriptures, but to understand them too. Are they clear? Yes. But that does not mean that we won't have to work at understanding them. So, brothers and sisters, young and old, may I encourage you to grow very familiar with the Scriptures. Read the Word. Listen to the Word read. And listen to the Word when it is preached. And when you hear the Scriptures preached, pay very careful attention. Especially pay attention to the way that the pastors who are faithful to the Scriptures interpret the Scriptures so that you might learn how to rightly divide the word of truth yourself. Do not forget that this is how God saves us, through the ministry of the word as the Spirit works. The Spirit is the one who gives us new life. The Spirit is the one who draws us to faith in Christ. He enables us to believe upon Christ. But the Spirit works through the word and with the word. And this is why Paul told Timothy, a minister, Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing you will save both yourself and your hearers. Baptist Catechism, question 5. May all men make use of the Holy Scriptures. All men are not only permitted, but commanded and exhorted to read, hear, and understand the Holy Scriptures.